0: welcome. I'm Heather. And I'm Joy. And this is not a dream. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has. It's been, what, three weeks since we recorded? Been
1: three weeks.
0: It's been three, three weeks, weeks since <laughs> you looked at me. <laughs> I, don't,
1: I don't know the words. Insert the actual lyrics here, <laughs> because I don't uh, know,
0: and it's fine. Oh, my God. Anyways. Okay, and so again. we have... A treat. I have a treat for you. Joy gets to sit and enjoy the treat with you guys. I'm so excited. She knows a little bit about this, but because um, we watched part of the documentary but on I this. I didn't get to finish it. Together, yeah. Um, and I was like, hey, did I watch this with you? And she's like, I think... We started to, but we didn't finish it. And I was mm-hmm. like, good, because I really want to do this for the podcast. This Wait. is.
1: Actually, she said, hey, do you remember this thing? And I was like, if I say <laughs> no, will you do it? Because <laughs> I wanted her to, but we didn't finish it. So,
0: yeah. So, this is a case that just like the Lucy Blackman and uh, I almost said Samuel Niece. No, Skylar Niece. The Skylar Niece case. Um, are like, they like totally engross my whole mind and I just go crazy? I'm I really excited about
1: this one because I hours. wanted to know what happened.
0: Hell yeah! Here we go. I'm excited. This one's a wild ride, so get ready, you guys. Actually, I don't know it. No, it is. I, I was just gonna say it's a, it's crazy and you guys will get angry, so be prepared for that. I'm already angry. <laughs> All right. So. Thirteen-year-old Tayir Rada lives in Katzrin, Israel with her mother, father, and two older brothers. She was a beautiful, respectful, and energetic girl who loved to dance and mm-hmm. hang out with her friends. It was really cute. Was cause... So the documentary is called Shadow of Truth. Um, it's on Netflix, in case anybody is wondering. Highly recommend it. it is incredible. And it's so cute because on there they show like mm-hmm. baby pictures and like old videos and stuff, and they're... There's one video where it just looks like me at that age. It's like she's maybe 11 years old and she's got on like kind of like a little bit like low rider pants, like Britney Spears kind of thing where she's and she's like, you guys might hear that through the recording. It's my my new puppy barking in the (laughs) other room. (laughs) I'm sorry. But yeah, she's got these cute little pants on, Britney Spears, early 2000s pants. And she's like dancing a little dance routine with like a group of friends. And I'm like, God, that could just... That could be me. It's insane. And she was mm-hmm. only three years younger than me. So she's actually older than you. Joy, oh, wow. I think. Yes. Yes. She was born in 1993. So Oh, wow. Um, this is why it's going to take forever to tell this story, because I just have to talk so much about it. On December 6, 2006, Tair decided to skip her last period of classes at Nofe Golan High School and hang out with her friends outside of the building. She soon returned back inside to grab a drink of water, and several students claim they saw her around 1:20 p.m. going up a staircase leading to like a mid floor -floor landing Mm -hmm. between the two, and this is important between the two uh, floors, Mm -hmm. which was full of I guess 10th grade classrooms and like a bathroom and stuff. And then nobody saw her after that, and she did not return home that day. So according to one of Tyre's closest friends, who she walked home with from school for most of the time, she always called her mom when she got home Mm -hmm. to let her know she had gotten there safe. Oh, my God. It sounds like we're torturing dogs. Guys, I'm so sorry. We have, she's what, nine weeks old now? Like a nine-week-old German Shepherd puppy who just, she cries when she's left alone. So we're getting, we're training her. Just thank you. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> bear with us as we thank do you we're not torturing <laughs> anyone here swear. um so she normally calls her mom when she gets home and today she didn't um and her mother started to get really really worried uh, so her mom decided to call her dad she asked him to go out and look for her mm-hmm. and by this point the sun had gone down and he had looked around the neighborhood calling her name he asked some neighbors to come out and help him And after he failed to locate her, they decided to contact the local police, and they gathered some other friends and neighbors to help them search. So they had really expanded and gone Mm -hmm. to everyone they knew, like, hey, help us find Tyre. We cannot find her. So at 7 p.m. that night, Tyre was found, and she was found locked in the third stall in one of the girls' bathrooms at her school. She was slumped down and covered in blood. Her throat had been slit twice, and she had numerous slashes on her face, torso, and hands. Pretty brutal. Yeah. It's just you can see some of the crime scene photos in the documentary and online um, if you search. They are pretty it's intense. I cannot imagine just that happening in a school,
1: especially when people are like it was
0: in the middle of the school day. Find it? It was in the middle of the school day. It was extremely gory and no one knew until 7 p.m. that night. It blows my mind. Um, I'll never get over that. So initially the police assumed that classmates were involved in the murder, although that was soon dismissed. But it makes sense that you would think that because it's in a school like, you know, and during the school day. That's what I would have thought. Investigators were quick to act and they apprehended multiple people for questioning, including some of her friends, family and classmates. And after a few days with absolutely no leads, people were becoming extremely upset at the lack of progress. So, you know, how people get like, oh, it's a small, not small town, but it's a good town. It's mm-hmm. not a bad side of town. And this, this murder happens in a school to a 13 year old. And it's been four days and the police have nothing. There's extreme pressure on them now yeah of course so the school psychologist came forward and stated that she saw a quote very disturbed young man enter the teacher's lounge making sudden and harsh movements on that day she described him as acting panicked she later picked him out uh, as the school's gardener and he was brought in but soon released because he had a perfect alibi and he definitely wasn't at the school that day so the school's janitor, who is 29-year-old. Wait, wait. Sure. So
1: what? he was seen in the teacher's like office, mm-hmm. but he wasn't there? If he wasn't at school that day, how was he seen?
0: So I'm getting to that. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I know, I know. I totally understand. That's like, wait, that doesn't make sense. So this is why. Sorry. The school's janitor, who is 29-year-old Roman Zadorv. The way they say it in the documentary sounds so cool. It's like, Roman Zadorv. And I can't. I can't. So Roman Zadorv bore a striking resemblance to the school's gardener. And he was brought in and interrogated. He was asked where the clothes had been that he was wearing that day, to which he replied that he had thrown them out. Weird.
1: Why? Why'd you throw them out?
0: Weird. The detectives applied heavy pressure during their interrogation of him. They took advantage of uh, Roman's lack of knowledge in Hebrew as he had been born in the Ukraine. He could not read or write Hebrew, and many times in the interrogation footage, he can be seen pausing and repeating questions and trying to clarify things in broken Hebrew. Detectives searched his house and found a large knife collection, by itself not that concerning, Yeah. after he's you know, brought in for a murder of a girl who was killed with a knife. Concerning, maybe. Yeah. Um, he had recently searched how to subdue an enemy with a knife on his computer as well. Guys, don't search for things on your computers, ever. Literally don't own a computer, don't speak, don't do anything, you'll be safe, okay. They also stated they found naked photos of underage girls on his computer. But later it would be discovered that the police lied about the fact that they were actually underage. Which, that's just a random piece of crap that I needed to throw in there.
1: Yeah, that's weird that they would lie about that. I guess, like, if they really wanted to make it a case and they were worried that he would get away. Correct.
0: Investigators decided to lie and tell him that they had found Tyre's blood on an item of his. So this is a tactic that sometimes is used to gauge the suspect's reaction. And they used it multiple times while interrogating him. In the videos, so there's like videos online. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if they've released all of them, but in the documentary, you can see a lot of the interrogation footage. Mm -hmm. And in them, it's pretty clear that Roman is trying to help the investigators by telling them the truth and trying to make sense of their lie and how it might be possible, how the blood got on him accidentally. Because he's basically like, in his head, that's literally not possible so let me try to make sense of how this, how you guys found this. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's not possible, it's fake, it's a lie. They then placed him in a cell with a man named Arthur, a seasoned criminal who was working with the police to help get confessions. He was paid 300 shekels a day, $84. That's That was my second guess. Yes, <laughs> yes. So he was paid 300 shekels a day for 10 days to talk to Roman and try to get a confession out of him by any means necessary. He was offered 12,000 shekels if he did get that confession. Oh
1: my god.
0: So I'm not going to do the math on that. To a criminal. You can imagine. That's a lot of fucking money.
1: To a criminal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. During the many conversations that Arthur had with Roman, um, he got him to admit that students at the school, quote, pissed him off sometimes. They're they're high school students. Yeah, piss everyone off. off. Wow. We don't even know them. We're so angry about them. He was able to plant in his head that he might have blacked out and committed the murder, and he just doesn't remember. He explained that because the police had evidence of him at the crime scene, that fake false evidence I Mm -hmm. said earlier, that they were going to put him away for life anyway, no matter what. So if he just admits to it, that it was an accident, and that he blacked out, then he'll get manslaughter, and it won't be as bad. Mm -hmm. So after this, Arthur is heard, literally coaching Roman word for word what he ends up saying in his confession. It's pretty crazy. It's like, how the fuck is this okay? It doesn't seem like it should be, but it happens. And after this, Roman was taken to Nofegolan High School with cameras to reenact the entire scene. Now you might be thinking, how is he going to reenact it if he, he didn't do it, out. if he blacked out, if this, if the, the confession is pulled out, blah, 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 all this stuff? Here we go. This is my favorite part of the documentary. And I can't remember if we watched this part together. I think I vaguely remember this. Dude, I was through. so into this scene. I was like <laughs> losing my goddamn mind. So let's break it down. He starts, Roman, he starts by explaining how he followed Tyre up the stairs because she had asked him for a cigarette. And he said no, so she swore at him and he got so mad and angry that he decided to follow her up the stairs. But many students claim that they saw Tyre going up the stairs alone at that time. So there's that. Police say in a media interview after the reenactment was done that Roman showed them things only the killer could know about the crime. However, when reviewing the interrogation footage, it's found out that every detail that they were talking about was either revealed to Roman or hinted at beforehand. Mm. Police made a mistake, though, by telling Roman over and over that Tayer had been murdered on the second floor, when in reality she had been murdered on that landing between the first and second floor. Mm-hmm. When Roman started leading the police to the second floor, they suddenly stopped him and started fiddling with his handcuffs for literally no reason. They were like, oh, who? Hmm. Let me just, hmm. I'm like, the fuck? Let me make sure those are on the Let there. me just make sure, yeah, that those are handcuffs. I was like, all right. Um, so basically, when they stopped him and did that, gave him plenty of time to look around at where he was. And then he was like, oh, hey, there's a door right, now, right there with fingerprint powder and a crime scene sign on it. So that's where it happened. So yeah, oh, yeah, I took her over here goes right over to it. But he was starting to lead them up to the second floor where he was told it had happened. Yeah. And they were like, oh, no, no, this does not fit with what we want. So on top of that, there's just so much more about this reenactment that's just absolute bullshit. They asked her how her body had been positioned, and he guessed a few times. And after each incorrect guess, the police said some form of, remember, we know, tell us the truth. Remember, you can you you know what happened. We know what happened. Tell us what happened. Like every time he got it wrong, so he kept changing every time. Like oh, okay, that's not right. So uh, maybe, and then he just this kept going. It's so sad. Think about think about doing this in a country where you don't fully understand the language. I would be flipping the fuck out. Ten days of interrogation. Um. So then he finally correctly guessed after being told that so many times that she had been found um, slumped, like sitting on the toilet slumped with her body, uh, like leaning against the side of the wall. So then they asked him where he had cut her and he got that wrong as well. And he said a few places on her body that were incorrect. And then he finally said her arm. So she had a cut, like kind of like a defensive cut mm-hmm. on her hands and stuff. But then there was one specifically large cut on her arm. Um, so, yeah, then they were like, yeah, that's right. Um, Explain to us how that happened. So he said, oh, it happened when she was lifting up her arms in self-defense and I cut her.
1: This almost reminds me of that game heads up. Or something where you're like trying so hard to like describe something
0: without <laughs> saying it. Oh my god, yeah. And then, the, the cell phone game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like that's almost what it like sounds like. It's like they're trying so hard to describe it without saying it, so the person has to try to guess.
0: Yeah. It's it's like that's so crazy. It's yeah. So um so yeah, she he said that she lifted up her arms in self defense. That's how the cut happened, but um, the coroner later said that the cut on her arm had happened post-mortem because it didn't bleed. So how did she defend herself by lifting her arms up if she was already dead when she got cut there? Mm. So again, this this part was a little bit confusing to me because of the way it was worded, I think maybe the translation, but apparently Roman thought or was like adamant that she had been raped, but also said that he didn't rape her. So I, I have a question. Yeah.
1: How how did the other kids not see the blood from under the stall?
0: So I'm gonna get into that. Okay. It, I had a hard time.
1: And why would she be cut on the arm post-mortem? Right. How do you not bleed if you're dead?
0: Because the blood pressure drops.
1: Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I'm sorry, forget that last no, one. No, you're fine. <laughs> but I I had a hard time figuring out how to lay out this story because mm-hmm. it's hard to get some the details of something out without there being. Questions about something else, which yeah. I do get into, but it's like it's hard because I got to go into some details first before. Yeah. So I basically just tried to follow the the same trajectory that the documentary had. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that would be the best idea. So like the first episode of the documentary is focusing on the details of Roman Zdorf's, um confession and mm-hmm. the specifics on that. Okay. So, um, so yeah, he said. Oh, I know she was raped because I, I think they said something like he had heard that she was raped, but then the the police were the, the police knew that she hadn't been raped. So that that I again that part was a little confusing to me. But the point is, is that he was adamant she was raped and she wasn't.
1: I wonder if maybe the um, one guy who's trying to convince him by any means mm-hmm. was like trying to tell him that maybe that's why he got confused.
0: Maybe yeah, maybe he mentioned something or maybe Roman mentioned something and the guy didn't like. Refute it. I, I'm not sure. Um, he said that he cut her with his utility knife, but the marks on Tyler's chin clearly show that it was made by a serrated edge knife. It was like the most obvious thing, even to my eyes, and I know nothing. Mm-hmm. It was like that. No, you're stupid. Um, so the utility knife obviously was just a smooth blade. It was impossible. They like yeah. had multiple... Um, specialists say that it was impossible that that was made by anything but a serrated edge knife. Mm-hmm. Soon, Roman obtained a team of lawyers who, by the way, in the documentary, I am obsessed with. They are awesome. They are so awesome. They are heated and they are ready. It is great.
1: I, I hope he doesn't die for this. I'll be so upset.
0: Oh, girl. All right. So he obtained a team of lawyers who are badass and publicly declared his innocence after the confession. He recanted it. Because his attorneys were like, hold on, mm-hmm. this is fucked up. They stated that um, that it was fucked up in so many words. And they started asking questions to the investigators, just simple questions mm-hmm. like, was his DNA at the scene? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. They couldn't even answer them. Wow. So they asked if there was any other physical evidence linking Roman to the crime at all. And at first they said, yeah, his DNA was found at the scene. Same lie that they had told Roman. But it wasn't. And the official dossier that was absolutely that was sent in for like the courts had absolutely nothing connecting him. So it's almost like the police were like, oh, yeah, his DNA was found there. And then they don't have to show proof there, but they show proof later. And then you find so out that weird. they were lying. It's like, why are they just allowed to lie like that? It's odd. Um so yeah, there was, there, straight up, there was no DNA evidence, no evidence linking Roman to the crime at all at first. Um, so the crime that took place in a tiny bathroom stall, think about how big a bathroom stall mm-hmm. is, it was literally full of evidence. This bathroom stall has footprints. This bathroom stall has hair that was clutched in Tyre's hand still. This bathroom had fingerprints in blood. I think it was something like 60 fingerprints were on that bathroom stall.
1: Well, I mean, there's
0: kids in there all the time. Yeah. Um, so, again, this, this horribly gruesome murder happens in a bathroom stall. And they're like, yeah, he just, you know, none of his, none of, no evidence was connected to him, but he still did it. All right. Um, so. Let's see. After literally taking apart Roman's home, his drains, his clothing, his wedding ring, they even soldered that apart to try to find blood between it. Yeah. They still found nothing of tires on any of it. So they like ransacked his whole life and they were like, hmm, nothing. So why did. Maybe he didn't do it. Oh oh my God. (laughs) So why did Roman confess to a murder that he didn't commit? Now, If you're into true crime, I'm sure you understand this. Mm -hmm. But there's probably people that don't, Mm -hmm. because I get it. It makes no sense. It's like, well, he didn't do it. Why the fuck would he say he did? Right. But it's like, I have a hard time explaining this, even though I understand it in my head. Mm -hmm. So it happens all the time. And it's a terrifying concept, because you're more at risk for giving a false confession if you're a foreigner who doesn't understand the language well enough, which was Mm -hmm. exactly Roman. And you're more at risk if you don't quite fit into society, which Roman kind of was known to keep to himself and not really integrate very well to, like, the Israeli life. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you have to imagine you don't know the language perfectly. You're in a cell with somebody for 10 days straight who's telling you, like, if you don't, if you don't, uh, I almost said commit, commit confess to this then you're gonna go to jail for life but if you do confess to it then maybe you'll get off a little bit easier that's I mean you're terrified you don't know what to do you feel like you have no other way out Mm -hmm. you keep saying you didn't do it and you're being screamed at day on end it's like it was rough for him it was rough and then luckily those those lawyers came and stepped in and started helping him but it was rough um So they were able to find all of his weaknesses. They even said that his wife was going to divorce him, which was not true. His wife totally supported him. And she's like the sweetest thing in the documentary. But they were like, yeah, your wife's going to leave you. Like they were just hounding him. And um, it was pretty clear after a while that they just did not care about justice. They just they tried to make the crime fit the suspect that they had. Because they had pressure on them to just get somebody for this. Mm -hmm. So they were like, oh, yeah, it fits good enough. We're going to make sure it fits perfectly. We're going to manipulate this and lie about that and do this and this. And we're going to make sure he gets put away for this because we don't know who else. Mm -hmm. So Roman's trial began on July 2nd, 2007. So pretty soon, actually, after the murder. Um, He was convicted of Tyre's murder in 2010. He was sentenced to life in prison. He appealed this in October of 2010. And in March of 2013, there was a review of the evidence by the same team of judges. And his conviction was upheld. So Roman remains in prison today. He hasn't died. He's alive. But he's still in prison for life.
1: This poor guy.
0: So you might be thinking. maybe There's no way this guy did it, right?
1: But maybe he did.
0: There's no way he did it. Okay, no, So if he didn't, then who did it? Oh. So let's take a look. <laughs> You're just like, <look>.
1: wait, what? <laughs> <gasps> okay, like, in his defense, like, yesterday I threw away the shirt I wore all day because there was spray paint on it. So. Maybe there's just, maybe he cleaned a gross bathroom or something. He's like, I don't even want to wear this right. again.
0: There are like, details of this that or... if you want to ask me, I'll say them because there's details that I didn't put in here because mm-hmm. I had written, like, almost seven pages of stuff. And I was like. That's a lot. So more details would be he it makes sense to me that mm-hmm. he threw that his outfit clothes shirt yeah. whatever away because he it, it, they, he was listed as a janitor I guess on some sites but I probably should have changed that because he was a construction worker that was um, on a contract for the school. He was laying mm-hmm. flooring. Why wouldn't you throw away some shitty old clothes after like laying tiles all day like uh, I'm not weirded out by that that makes sense I guess yeah, if, no. and he had finished that day that she died he finished that whole um, project so oh, it's not like he depends. needed to keep it no. anymore to like for future projects it's like just wear a never gross shirt that one's probably covered in Disgusting. crap so I'm like when I found that out I was like oh he threw away his stuff that's suspicious and then I was like wait no not really so there's just a whole okay. lot I, I wanted to say like the facts The documentary does a great job of this first episode by giving you the facts in a way where you're like, he totally did it. Mm -hmm. But I could not help but give the facts in a way that I'm like, this is bullshit. Because like in the second episode, they do. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, the second episode is called Scapegoat. Like, come on. So I just kind of smushed them together. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not right. And I think... Most people realize that. it. A lot of people in Israel believe that there's no way that this guy did it. Most people in Israel is what I was seeing online. Looking at some of the other suspects in the case. So they looked into the students at the high school, which I think they should. That mm-hmm. would be the first thing I would look at. Yeah. So Tire was beautiful. If you look at pictures of her in the documentary, she's like she's gorgeous. Honestly, mm-hmm. she's so cute. She was spunky. She was generally well-liked by everybody. However, there was speculation that she might have been having trouble with some of the girls at her school recently.
1: I mean, that makes sense. That's like any jealousy, high school right? Jealousy, right? It's
0: just there, there was a lot of people whispering about jealousy going on with her. It's like, why wouldn't you be? She's like this adorable girl. She dances really well. Her mom was like showing those home movies about her dancing. And like she was just Aww. makes sense that you'd be jealous as a high school student. Um, the school itself was actually known to have a teen crime and bullying problem anyway, even though a lot of people tried to pass it off during this as like, oh, this is a great school. Like nothing like this should ever happen here. But people are like, "Mm, Mm -hmm. it was kind of, people are kind of dicks in this school. Mm -hmm. Um, Tyre's mother had stated that she believes, uh, Tyre's murder isn't Roman to this day. She does not think it's him, but instead she thinks it's students from Tyre's world, meaning students at the school. And she had told a story about how a group of Tyre's friends had come over to her place after the mourning period Mm -hmm. just to kind of visit the parents and, um, I guess, support them. Um, And two of the girls that came over had broke away from the group and started whispering secretively to each other, which alone isn't that weird, but also it was enough to make Tyre's mom be like, That's a little weird. That's a little suspicious, I guess, in this circumstance. Um, Doesn't mean they did it, but it was just weird and it was enough to get on her radar. There were a number of students who said that they were in and out of the bathroom around the time that Tyre was murdered. Many stated that they saw and heard things that made them suspicious. So now here we're getting to like, okay, how did nobody see anything? Mm -hmm. Here we go. Tire had theater class before she went missing. In that class, her teacher said that she was sitting to the side looking sad. And when she approached her to ask why she was sad, Tire replied, quote, because I'm afraid of death. Granted, this could be a coincidence, but it would be an awfully weird one if it was. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything on its own, but just add it to the list of weird things. Five of Tair's friends had testified that an 18-year-old boy that had had been threatening Tair before her murder, a boy named Avi, had texted her saying that if she didn't go out with him, he would kill her. It was later discovered that this was a fake story told to the police. But why did five girls tell the police the exact same fake story? What were they trying to hide? Oh, snap. Okay, so... There were actually two students specifically that stood out to investigators, to the town, to everybody. Um, probably going to butcher these names because I don't remember how they pronounced Was them in the it, show. Was uh, it Rachel and Sheila? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Skyler, because... The Skylar Niece murder. Fuck. Your goodness. Those girls were such dicks. Fucking Stupid I mean, it bitches. proves that,
1: like, any teenage girl can do something.
0: It does. You never know. Literally, Sheila was like, oh, we just didn't like her. Rachel, oh, we just didn't like her. It's like,
1: what the fuck? I can't stand people.
0: I can't. All right, so.
1: Especially teenage girls.
0: <laughs> I hate like, teenage girls. <laughs> Carry on. Um, the two girls that were um, standing out to everybody was Nufar Ben David and Lee lah- Layani. I'm just going to call them Nufar and Lee, ok. <laughs> so the two girls spoke to the police stating that they went to the bathroom at the time of the murder. So specifically, one girl, one of these girls, um, Nufar had gone in with one of her friends and then left. And then Lee had gone in like a few minutes later around the same time and then left. They didn't go in together. But mm-hmm. um, the two girls spoke to them to the police. Um Lee allegedly, Oh, sorry. It was Lee that went in with her friend, not Nufar. Not Lee allegedly knocked on the stall's door that Tair was later found in and had heard a girl's voice reply back, occupied. So there's... That's... All right. According to Lee, police kept asking her if she was sure that it had been a girl's voice that replied. They clearly wanted some evidence that Roman had been the one in that stall at the they time. They
1: just really want to pinpoint it on this poor guy. I know.
0: I know. And it's easy, too, because he's, he's a foreigner, born. and he's, he was there on an illegal work visa, and, like, nobody cared about him, like, besides, like, his wife. and Joke's on them now, because everybody cares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so now on to Nufar. So she went in by herself, and she claimed that she saw a girl with curly hair in the bathroom that she didn't recognize, which was odd, because the school, apparently, everybody knew everybody. It wasn't a huge school where everyone was like, hmm. Some girl, I don't know. It was more like, um, who, I wonder who that was. That was weird. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, she said she never saw her again after that day either. She was wearing what was described as baggy army pants. So when you think of that, you think of like camo pants. But in Israel, their army pants are just tan. So they were like basically khaki? like khaki, baggy khaki cargo pant kind of things. And um, a school shirt, but some other things say that she was wearing a black uh, sweater. So maybe that's what a school shirt means. I don't know. She stared at Nufar in the mirror as she went to one of the stalls. So the girl with the curly hair was like over the sink looking in the mirror and like Nufar walked behind her looking for a stall and they kind of glanced at each other and she was just like following her with her eyes and she was like, ooh, fuck. Uh
1: Um,
0: She told investigators about this girl but they didn't seem interested. They didn't ask her to... Explain her so they could sketch something up. They were just like, hmm. Or they didn't care.
1: Maybe it's just because they're like, oh, just like you're in the girls' room, and there was a girl with curly hair.
0: Right. In Israel. I do feel like washing your hands. I'm like, I come on. They should have done something with yeah, that though. It's no, like that's, that's like the biggest. That's a big lead, I think. I
1: do think they should have done something, but I can see why they were like, well, I can see yeah. in their heads it would be okay, but it's right. not okay if that makes.
0: Sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Um. So in May, we're gonna we're jumping ahead. Don't worry, we're not skipping a ton of stuff completely, but we're just kind of jumping yeah. ahead. So just bear with me. So in May of 2016, the attorney representing both of these students, the Nufar and Lee, issued a letter to leaders of different, um, or I guess there was just one big Roman Zadov support group, mm-hmm. urging them to apologize and stop their public defamation of the girls. Because at this point, all over social media, it was just... Nufar killed Tayyir and Lee, Lee. Lee is a murderer, and like they were posting up, they would find like posters of them around the neighborhoods, just saying this girl's a murderer with her picture, and it was just really bad. One yeah, of the that's girls messed
1: up. If there's like,
0: there's like there there's no evidence of it, so it's oh. like really fucked up. But there was one girl, I think it was Lee, who was reading off her phone during the documentary, um, a message, a Facebook message that she got and it was horrific like it was like you fucking cunt bitch i hope you burn in hell i hope tire kills you from heaven when you're in hell it's like you right it was just oh my god like Your the goodness. stuff they had to go through unbelievable for pretty much nothing it was just like word of mouth and like pack mentality and shit it's mob mentality i hate it i hate it, okay. it feels so bad for them um Because they go on the documentary. It's like, if you did it, I just feel like that'd be weird to do. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, Their attorney demanded monetary compensation and threatened a lawsuit if they didn't stop. And then the leaders of this support group publicly rejected the demand. So then a slander lawsuit was filed. And it was just this big, huge, horrible thing that the girls dealt with for years and years. So... Is there enough evidence to support the friend theory, or do we have another more probable suspect?
1: I hope we have another more probable.
0: Because at this point, you have two things to choose from. Was it one of the friends in the school, or was it Roman Zadorf?
1: I'm not totally convinced it's either of them.
0: If you had to choose. I'm just curious. If I had
1: to choose, I don't know enough into the friends thing. It might be more. I might lean more towards the friend thing, because there's not really any. I don't think it's
0: Roman. All right. So, here we go. So, seven years after Tahir's murder and three years after Roman Zador's conviction, in 2013, an anonymous Facebook account was created and they started commenting in a Facebook group titled The Truth About Tahir's Murder, defending Nofar and Lee. One of the girls reached out to this anonymous person to thank him for defending her. I think it was no far, but I, I could be wrong. Um, to which he replied that he was a coward because he knew who really killed Tair and he had not told anyone. a uh, dun, dun dun This anonymous person was later uh, found out to be called, in the documentary, they call him A-H. Mm-hmm. But now people know his name. His name is Adir Habani. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna call him A-H because it makes it easier for the story um, in the documentary, same.
1: His name has a really nice ring to it, I don't know Adir
0: I, Habani, I know I, I like really it like too. I really like it. I can okay. pronounce it. I like it. I do like it too.
1: A-H. A-H,
0: right. So he was brought in and questioned by the police to which he told them that his girlfriend, Alushka Korbachenko, who police refer to as A-K. So we've got A-H and A-K as the girlfriend, okay? I'm going to just refer to them as that. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do the Olushka
1: Yeah, crap. A-H and A-K.
0: Right, yes. And in case you're wondering, Olushka Korbachenko is a Russian name. She is Russian, apparently. OK. Um, he said that his girlfriend, A-K, had confessed to committing the murder to him on the day that it happened. So, on the day Tair was killed, A-H describes A-K coming home, explaining that she had just killed a girl in a high school. She showed him a pile of bloody clothes, a knife, gloves, and a curly wig that she had worn during the murder. She explained a story that lined up exactly with all the evidence and eyewitness testimony. She even explained how a girl knocked on the stall and she replied occupied. A.H. described his girlfriend of 10 years as a disturbing person who had always been that way. She Can had a rough... You with her? That is the question of the if, century. If
1: Isaiah came home
0: like that, I'd be like, what the fuck? So he had been dating her. That's so scary. I forgot how many years. I think it was I four years before the murder happened, and then six and a half years after it happened, he kept dating her. Why? I don't know. I think he's he alright, he has his own issues. Maybe he was scared of her. We I think I'm gonna I'm just gonna, I'm scared for him. Alright. So she had a rough life growing up with abuse from her grandfather. Um, I didn't write the specifics on here, but now that I didn't write them, I really want to say Which is them.:
1: Still not an excuse for any.
0: It's fucked up. So apparently her grandfather was like schizophrenic and was like a war veteran, and he like took her to all these battlefields, and like she remembers this old memory where like he placed her inside of a corpse. And I was what? like, I'm sorry, what?" Yeah. Yeah.
1: Still not quite enough to excuse it, but
0: that's. And apparently the reason apparently after that or because of that, she goes to her like calm place in her mind and it's her like floating in a river of blood and that makes her calm. So AK had claimed that she was a she wolf trapped in a woman's body and was fascinated by blood and the inside of a human body. She said she wanted to explore the insides of people and pull out their organs. I would leave her. Yeah, that's not normal. I
1: No. That's not normal at all. That is, no.
0: AH was given three separate polygraph tests and found to be telling the truth. Now, take that as you will, because polygraph tests are not known to be super accurate, but if I'm being honest, I think it does mean a little something. I think it means a little
1: bit something.
0: I think it's worth talking about. So... When police questions AK, she said that AH was just trying to get back at her for breaking up with him and by lying about all this. Why else would he have waited to come forward with this information? She said he was abusive and that he had raped her twice and that he was out for revenge against her. During questioning, AK did reveal some very concerning things about herself. She stated, no, this is to the police, Okay, To the police, she says, "Ooh, I had a burp. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> I felt that in my soul. Oh, my God.
0: She says, um, quote, It's hard work murdering people, taking stuff out and breathing it and touching it, dot dot dot. And then when asked if she had ever murdered somebody, she said that she didn't want to talk about it. She just said that. I
1: don't really know really right to, talk to the police.
0: And they're like, Oh, okay, that's fine. All right. No problem. Bye. You know what, you're good. Goodbye. Oh my gosh. <sighs> However, in 2013, after being questioned by the police, AK, they, they were both on house arrest at this point, but AK went to AH's house and attacked him with a shard of glass. <gasps> police what? were called, police were called, and when they arrived, AK attacked an officer and tried to take a bite out of his neck, what claiming, What Claiming that she was, quote, hungry for the good stuff. Oh, I physically cannot. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like it's like is this real That's life? So scary. It's like she did everything except say right to their faces, "I killed Tyre. Like, oh my god, she's the most suspicious person on earth. Um, she was also found to be carrying a hunting knife on her during that incident, which I guess maybe in Israel is kind of weird, but
1: how did she get a shard of glass? Did she like break into know. his house and then grab the glass?
0: No, I think she. If I remember correctly, she. Oh, God, I feel like I'm not going to say it right, so I feel like I don't want to say it. Watch the documentary, and you'll find out. All but right. she attacked him with a shard glass.
1: What a crazy person. Um, That's so scary. Ak had help real early.
0: Yeah. <laughs> AK was sent to, now I'm going to kill this pronunciation, but I'm going to try it, to a Barbanel psychiatric hospital. You killed it. Thank you. <laughs> And wasn't questioned further in regards to Tyre's murder. She was not seen as a suspect. They were just like, you need to go to a mental institution. Bye bye. And they never questioned her again. Yeah, that happened. That's a thing that happened.
1: They maybe they just didn't want to like be wrong about
0: Bingo. Because they already had Roman in custody. Why would they want to admit they were wrong if they don't have to?
1: I can't stand people.
0: Yeah. So here we go. It gets worse. A.H. was sentenced to jail for obstruction of justice for not coming forward immediately. And he goes to jail and she just goes to a mental hospital. He got sentenced to jail for the rape of A.K. that she said happened. Granted, he did not deny it. So. I think that they were a very abusive couple. They're both in the wrong. She's killing people and he's raping. They I just need to both be in jail. I don't know for sure. He never admitted it, but he never denied it. My feeling of it was that he is telling the truth. About what he's what she said to him, Mm -hmm. but she's also telling the truth about how he was abusive. It just seemed like that was how it was going. It seems like they had a bad relationship.
1: She murdered somebody, and then he like did all that, and then when they got in a fight, it's totally some like scummy. Like he should have obviously not have come forward with that just out of spite for a breakup.
0: Yeah, I feel like it happens a lot where like a husband or a wife comes forward and like they're like, oh, yeah, well, I didn't want to say anything when we were together. But now that we're not, I feel comfortable saying like he totally did it. Like it's kind of like, "Mm," but also it happens a lot. I've heard about it happening. Um, Goodness. So he was sentenced to jail for the obstruction of justice and the claimed rape of AK. But he was actually, don't worry, released 11 days later. So he wasn't there very long. If you were worried about him for whatever reason, nope.
1: <laughs> I felt slightly. I, the only reason I felt bad, and, and no rapist, no, he deserved to go to jail. The only thing that wasn't justice is she needed to go to jail too. Right. I don't even
0: feel bad. Like, I I don't either. Don't I, be it's a rapist all, and, and don't murder people. I appreciate him coming forward and saying something, obviously, but also like you should have done it like years uh, ago. Yes. Um. So. Interestingly enough, police actually asked him to retract his statement about AK, just so they're like, hey, we don't want anyone to know there's a better suspect. They're like, please retract your statement. They even said that they would take away the sexual assault charge against him if he did, but he refused to retract it. Dang. So, things get, yes, that's right. Things get even more concerning. After, this is fucking insane. I can't. This story, I need a, I need a minute. Oh my god. This story, I, I can't. This is just... <laughs> things get even more concerning after AK is sent to the psychiatric hospital oh, God. her roommate at the facility at the time she was there who was named Anat revealed to her later roommate May Peleg so does that make sense to you uh-huh. Like, okay, it's kind of confusing that AK had talked to her about the murder and how she almost killed someone once but got caught but then she did it again and didn't get caught she described the murder that AK had told her about as the one committed against Tairn AK's roommate committed suicide a few days after revealing this information to May Peleg. Okay.
1: Quote, committed suicide.
0: Yes. Well, yes.
1: But was she killed by AK It just said
0: committed suicide. I don't believe it. May came forward and revealed this information to the creators of the documentary, Mm -hmm. Shadow of Truth, which is now on Netflix, my friends. Please go watch it. It's amazing. And they do a better job than me of explaining this. And you can see everything. But... When May came forward to the documentary crew and they wanted to come out and, like, interview her and everything, um, three days after they had talked to her on the phone, she committed suicide, too. I don't believe it. So, here, let me, let me, it sounds crazy at first, but a couple things. I don't, I don't want this to come off wrong, but I'm just saying the facts for this situation. They were both in the mental hospital. And Mae Peleg specifically had talked about suicide her whole life practically. And she was transgender and she was going through a lot. So I don't think her suicide had anything to do with this case. I just think that she was struggling. And I think maybe the same for the other girl. So here's
1: like my opinion on it though. Sometimes, like, when you're suicidal, it's because you don't think that you have a purpose. But, like, if I felt like I could bring justice to somebody, it would kind You'd of give think. you a little bit of a purpose, but right. the other thing too is they are in a mental hospital. So where are they getting the means to kill themselves?
0: Oh, I have no idea. I, mean, I guess people just should find be on a pretty way. Pretty strict things. It, because I don't think, think it was. One, I don't think it was very closer, specific. So. About when they came forward with this information, it's very possible that they were already out when they said all this and that when oh, they killed themselves. Oh,
1: okay. I thought they were like still in there. And-
0: I don't That's think so. Okay. They didn't really get very specific about that, but I understand what you mean. So it was revealed that AK's DNA was tested against the DNA found under Tayyar's fingernails. Now, I didn't go too into detail about the evidence. That was found in the stall and what was tested and what wasn't because it's very involved and very specific. But the general idea is that when they got all this information and DNA, very, very little of it was tested. Very little of it. And when they got Roman, they were told to stop testing things. So it's fucked up. Why would you stop? So they already knew at this point that the DNA under Tyre's fingernails was inconclusive. But they wanted to make it seem like they were testing something. So they tested it against the DNA under her fingernails, knowing that it wasn't going to come up with anything. So
1: It's like (sighs) them trying to pinpoint on him kept her from actually getting the justice.
0: Okay. So there's a couple more crazy things. I promise. I'm almost done. No, I'm like, uh. I know. I know. Just take a breath. All right. So AK was released from the psychiatric hospital in 2015 and is currently free. She's gonna freaking kill people. I don't know how She's you can get, get more obvious that someone is stuff. a threat to society than this girl who talks about wanting to pull out the insides of people. I'm just gonna. Whether she killed
1: Tahir or not,
0: okay? Honestly.
1: She's, she needs more help than what they could have given her.
0: Yeah. She was in there for two years. So. You
1: know, I don't know. I've never been in a psychiatric ward for two years, either. so I can't really I vouch for it, know. but. I don't know. I feel like that's so much to deal with.
0: So as of the documentary, Mm -hmm. it came out in 2016, early 2016. So that's where all the information stopped. But since then, last fall, something else did come out with the case. Um, So to further support the AK theory, new evidence was released in October of 2018. Mitochondrial DNA was used to determine the DNA of some of the hairs that were found on Tair's body. Belong to AH. Now. Listen, AH is the boyfriend, right?
1: Yeah, but it could be on her clothes because we no. live together. Oh.
0: She had worn his clothes during the murder. So What a bitch. It completely what makes a bitch. sense. So but the thing is, wow. he knew that. He knew that. And oh. he he said it at first. He was like, she wore my clothes because she showed the bloody clothes to me later that night. She's a bitch for wearing his clothes, of course, yes because I'm sure she didn't want to get caught, but that's why. And he's an asshole for raping people. If he did, yes. So, again, mitochondrial DNA, not as accurate as regular DNA, because you have to take just one side of it, the mother's side of your DNA, and it has to basically, okay, I'm just going to read what I have written here, because I'm trying to explain it and getting ahead of myself.
1: I hope Romano gets out. Romano? Is that a cheese? (laughs) I don't know. What's his name? Roman. I
0: think it is a cheese, actually. Roman. Roman <laughs> Yes. I'm
1: so sorry, Roman.
0: Um, so remember that AH said that AK Warren is closed. Um, Dr. Bu- Bublil, I don't know how to pronounce that, but I love the way it sounds. was perfect. I Dr. Really like Bublil, head of the DNA lab at Israel's Institute of Forensic Medicine, mm-hmm. states, and I quote, The absolute number of people fitting this profile that they found recently is still unknown, but it's not very common. This means that 99.5% of the population is out of the question. That's the significance of this evidence. We're saying you can't rule AH out, whereas there are very many people that you can. So this should rule Roman out, right? This is huge news and a big break in the case, but do the Israeli police care? They have their guy, and all we can hope for now is that the public outcry against them convincing convicting a man with absolutely no connection to the crime scene in lieu of a man with a story that now has DNA connection to that scene. I feel like that sentence didn't make sense.
1: I think it made sense. I get what you're going for.
0: They have their guy. All we can hope for now is... Oh, yeah. So all, <laughs> all we can hope for now... Is the public outcry against them convicting a man with absolutely no connection to the crime scene in lieu of a man with a story that now has DNA connection to the scene is enough? Yes. Yeah. So that's the end of it for now. Uh, I literally feel like when I say these stories that I'm like so into, I get so ahead of myself and so scatterbrained. And I'm just like, I just want to, I feel like that picture of Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with like the string on the board, and I'm like, <gasps> That's exactly how I feel right now. It's insane. I love this documentary. The story blows my mind and makes me so angry.
1: Why is AK free?
0: Why is she free? More so, why is Roman there? No, I mean, I get why he's there, but like it's fucked up. You know it's what?
1: Why isn't Roman free?
0: He has no connection. Why is he in there? How did he even get convicted? So Especially like after all this. It's insane. But luckily, we've got social media and things like that where a lot of people are protesting and he's got good um, attorneys. So we can hope that eventually something will happen. I would love to see something happen in this case where like she gets arrested. I don't think it's going to happen, but
1: I'm terrified. I feel like I'm going to like walk to my car and she's going to be there. It's <laughs> okay. like a scary movie. OK,
0: you know where this took place, right? Yeah. Where? In Israel. Okay. Where do we live?
1: There are planes. (laughs) There are
0: trains and there are automobiles. Okay. So, honestly, I think the most horrifying part of this story is the fact that it could happen to you. You could get convicted of something you didn't do. If he was able to, anybody could.
1: I think that is very horrifying but the fact that this girl was put in a corpse and now freaking craves blood i think is also horrifying
0: yes it is it really is there's i mean i i gave such a condensed view of the story i'm urging everybody listening to this to please go watch shadow of truth on netflix it's amazing does
1: it get like really cold there or something
0: I don't know let me look
1: because that would make sense with the like going into a corpse for warmth it makes me think of star wars
0: i just typed in the word israel and hit enter i don't know what that's gonna tell me
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you guys are about to
1: learn the history oh, of israel because oh <laughs> that's such a weird thing to do for war
0: israel just, i mean
1: obviously her grandpa was crazy so maybe like he just was doing crazy things I think she she shouldn't have had to live with her grandpa if he's like that mentally unstable.
0: Um, it doesn't say that there's a bad season in Israel. Like, there's no crazy. It's just
1: always good. Maybe we should move there.
0: Yeah. So.
1: Except for the fact that AK is. There.
0: It doesn't seem like there's any like crazy cold or hot. So it's like I don't think that's the reason why.
1: Um oh. well he's just crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, he was schizophrenic. So
1: gross.
0: So. That's the story of the murder so of Tyre. She was this precious little girl, and that was, I would honestly, honestly say, one of the most gory crime scenes I've ever seen in my life.
1: I just feel so bad for her and the family, because it's like, the, they don't even think that Ramon So it's not justice. And that it wasn't even justice, and now everybody's focusing on like him being free, which they should be, but it's taking away from the fact of the victim. Right. If that makes sense.
0: Right. I I don't remember seeing anything about what the mom has. Because at this point, unfortunately, the dad has died. Um, he was in the documentary, but he died a couple of years later. I think it was cancer. Um, pretty sure it was cancer. He had cancer in the documentary, actually. And he was, like, not looking great. But poor guy. He was so sweet. Um, but the mom, I don't remember reading anything about. If she had an opinion on AK or what she said about the story of AK, I don't know. Um, I'd be interested to see what she thought about that. But a lot of the news articles are in Hebrew and it's very confusing for me to try to figure those out. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, so that's that. That's that. Another obsessive case that I cannot get over. There we
1: go. Mm-hmm. Take that With yeah. a grain of salt.
0: I have to burp again.
1: Are you speaking Burpanese?
0: <laughs> um, we had a few reviews, right? Yes. We had we a couple have... of Podbean reviews. Thank you, guys.
1: Um, give me one second.
0: No. You haven't said right. it yet. I'm going to turn this off.
1: So we so we got one from Nopviv. All right. N-O-P-V-I-V. Perfect. Perfect. This was 23 hours ago. And this was on the real story behind The Haunting of the Annabelle doll. As always, an amazing show and really in-depth stories from both Heather and Joy. I will always look forward to this. Makes work a hell of a lot easier and love the humor. It's, fortunate that people, it's unfortunate that people don't understand that humor is for coping with reality. Love you guys with a heart. And then <laughs> one of my favorite... <laughs> favorite reviews yet thank you Nop that was super super sweet though um is by MazViz and it
0: all it says is
1: legit though y'all
0: that could mean so many things
1: y'all, y'all. I think that's probably because I say y'all a lot
0: I mean legit y'all y'all mm-hmm. look <laughs>
1: i love it thank you guys thank you guys those are awesome um oh wait how long ago did we record i don't know oh crap oh i think we actually have more this one says glad you haven't forgot about the ice man because we never already said we didn't forget about him (laughs) of course not thank you iceland i'm gonna iceland that's so sorry (laughs) Okay, no, no. I think we have one more by Cherry. I don't think we read this one. Okay. Um, this is on Exorcism of Annalise Michelle. This episode seriously creeped me out. I love the Warrens so much, but the story of Annabelle always made me super uncomfortable. But the episode was too good not to listen to. Is
0: this, this was about the Exorcism of Annalise Michelle? It's talking about Annabelle, though. Maybe they accidentally... Did it. You know what? I don't
1: I, They're just were very excited about both <laughs> ones, so they wanted to make sure they were both known. <laughs> Thank you, Cherry. Um, dolls are dolls are so terrifying to me. My mom has a porcelain doll and I always thought something's wrong with that thing. Also, Joy's experiences with the supernatural creepy experiences are so amazing to listen to, but oh how gosh. are you even alive right now? I'm so terrified. Dude, you should do like I don't know
0: <laughs> a separate episode where you just like talk Tell about all my ghosts, not all of them but like one Tell. at a time. I would love that. Like a mini episode but it's just ghost stories with yes, us. Yes. That would be amazing. I have no stories about that, that would which be sucks. Amazing. That would be really cool. Uh, um
1: awesome storytelling as always can't wait for the next one. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cherry. Aww. Oh there we go. We didn't have any on uh the other thing?
0: Not any on Apple Podcast. Okay. No. Guys get on it. Get on. <laughs> just, just kidding. Kind of Ooh, I'm stretching. Joy, do you have a movie recommendation this yes. week? What is Shit, it?
1: Shit, what do I have? Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. I feel like I watched one not that long ago, and I already, so already so forgot different. what it is. Um, I have two things. Mm-hmm. One, okay, I have three things. Okay. But only one of them's a recommendation. Okay. All so right. one recommendation is... I've been just really wanting to rewatch it, like the remake, because oh, okay. I thought it was really good and I just started listening to the audiobook. Oh. And like I forget how dark Stephen King is, but I still love it. Like mm-hmm. holy shit. Like there was like a quote and it was like talking about like how his oh that like somebody was having sex and somebody's penis was erect, like an explanation point was the quote. Yeah. Right. And it shot like rockets.
0: Yeah. And I was like, alright. Just how I like my <laughs> exclamation point. <laughs> Um, Um, isn't that the book where he like in the movie they didn't do it but there was like a rape scene or something like that like um, really really dark
1: I don't remember if there's a rape scene. I do know that um, supposedly when they did the blood crap pack, mm, um, it actually was them all having sex, like a giant Oh, allergy.
0: oh, that's right. Maybe that was it. <laughs> so oh we'll see once Lord I get Lord there. Jesus. I've been listening. How to old were these cars. children? Like twelve? I mean, we weren't very old,
1: but you know, you know those twelve-year-olds. You know, um, so they're probably like. I don't know. But yes. Um I also saw Endgame. Oh yeah. How I was hated it. it. <laughs> literally, I'm sorry if any like some people liked it. I absolutely hated it. I was over it. I thought like it literally like that movie that we we're making fun of the other day with the cheesy music. Oh my god. It had that. And like I'm not a big superhero movie fan, but right. I like literally appreciate all the other Avengers more now because I've so seen fun. that movie. Literally the last couple minutes like 20 minutes maybe of the movie, uh-huh. I hear somebody turn to their significant other and go, This is the stupidest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and I fucking start laughing. <laughs> what did Isaiah think? Isaiah was like, Oh, it's okay. And I was like, Poor You know Isaiah. it was bad. Um, anyways, and then um oh shit, I already forgot the last one. Anyways, um yeah. Oh, oh, oh yes. um, so we decided that we are not naming our boy Corgi gizmo because we were at the vet and there was like, and there's so many gizmos and I'm very upset. So I kind of, I, Isaiah doesn't know this yet, but I want to name him Pippin.
0: Oh my God. So Petunia and Pippin. That's so cute. <laughs> so he doesn't know. Is that the one that sang or the other one? um what are we talking about the the hobbits in the thing oh yeah pippin is actually mary and pippin from lord of the rings yeah that's what i mean sorry Did they kind of which sing? one was the one that sang i don't know oh
1: i thought you were talking about like a scene from the hobbit no he's the one who sings to that yeah in Rose lord of the rings guy, who i freaking
0: hate sorry yeah I, he's my favorite he was that was such a fucking cool scene i love that scene
1: <laughs> and then he's like eating the tomatoes and it's like dripping out. Oh Fucking! God. Don't eat
0: those tomatoes such when a, I sing.
1: Such a good. It's rude. Um, I thought you were talking about like the Hobbit. I just pictured them like no, dancing on tables, sorry. and I was like, they all "I never kind of saw of the thing.
0: Hobbit. I just saw Lord. You know of the Rings.
1: What? I think you'll live.
0: They were hobbits, right? Yeah,
1: they were. Hobbits. Yeah. Okay. Have Anyways, um, <laughs> so those are my three announcements. Oh, also, the puppies are going to be due in a week or two, so they're due any minute.
0: So, are you going to pick them up like a couple of days after they're born? Then. So we pick them out. Yeah, a couple of days after they're born. Okay.
1: And, and then we pick them up in eight weeks when I'm they're born.
0: Dying. So we to get to meet them. the parents
1: on Sunday, and I'm really excited. This Sunday. Mm-hmm. So you
0: are going up there before they're born mm-hmm. and just then.
1: Because it... uh, we don't want to buy from a puppy mill.
0: Yeah, so for we're sure. Double
1: checking, but I don't think it's a puppy mill. How do we tell
0: if it's a puppy mill?
1: Um, normally they don't let you meet the parents, or they won't let you come to where the puppies are because it's normally like a horrible living condition, um, it's or sad. just like different things like that. Pretty much, honestly. Yeah. It's pretty messed up. Um. People are just really weird, and um, also, I think those are the big ones. Also, if it's normally from another state, a lot of times it's a puppy mill.
0: Really? Huh. Mm-hmm. That's sad.
1: Because you got to be a puppy mill if you're just, like, pushing out puppies all the time and throwing them all around the country. I guess, yeah. That makes sense. Um, and then, But the big one is if they don't let you meet the parents, because, like, why yeah. wouldn't you let me see the parents? Yeah, like, what are you trying to hide? Yeah. That's weird.
0: Okay, well, that's good. There we go. I'm glad. Stay away from puppy mills. (laughs) Disgusting. So, I haven't watched literally any fucking movie in like a 100 years because literally, as you know, all I've been doing the past week and a half is The story. Chasing- Oh, the the story. What? I said the story. I I mean, all right. Writing this story for this episode and chasing around my new puppy around the house. This dog- is exhausting. Last time I had a puppy, I was like eleven, and my parents basically took care of it. Right. That's me. I am so sleep deprived, and I have to go to a party tonight with John. And I'm like, I'm I would sorry. literally kill myself. It's because if you I have John.
1: <laughs> it's because you have to go with John. <laughs> I would too.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I I love her so much. Like I literally. Okay, this is this is really really fucking. <laughs> pathetic, but I have to say it. I was looking at her the other day, because I was so stressed out yesterday, that I was like, I can't do this. Like I had the puppy blues really, really bad. I was just oh. like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to deal with this. It is so stressful, and it is so much work, and I have no free time. And I was freaking out. And I looked over at her, and she was looking at me, and I just started crying, because oh. I loved her so much. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I my, I would die for you. Like I love her so much. <laughs> Started
1: crying. Oh my god. Oh, wait, they haven't, they don't, they might not know that you have a new puppy.
0: No, they don't. Well, I mean, unless she you follow me cookie. on Instagram,
1: follow her on Instagram so that you get to see her puppy. Mm-hmm. Follow me on Instagram because I said so.
0: Yeah, so my Instagram oh, really? handle is jellybean.nose and joy's is
1: ziggity. It's z i g g a t y. Yes. I have pictures of chinchillas yes. and my face. Yeah. <laughs> And my cooking now. I just keep posting pictures of food lately.
0: Um, But yeah, so I got a new puppy. We rescued her from the, it wasn't the Humane Society, but it was like a Maricopa Maricopa animal Animal care center control place. Don't know what it's called. But she was there with her two little siblings. And I was like, oh, these BBs. She had the upright ears. They were all German Mm -hmm. Shepherds, I think. Full German Shepherds. Probably not full. We'll find out. But hers were the only ears that were straight up. So I was like, I want her. And then I talked John into it, and now we have a dog. And I'm exhausted. (laughs) Um, But other than that, I have been not watching movies. So what the fuck do I have to recommend? Something from my memory. Oh, and I have a good memory of horror movies. Um, Summer
1: of 84? So summer of 84. Phone. It's John's phone, because he's Let's ruining think. our podcast.
0: I got it. I got it. I remember thinking of a movie earlier this week and uh-huh. saying, I want to do that from a recommendation. And I just remember what it was. Because yes. I told you that we have to watch this together, because you have not seen this. Yes. The Black Coat's Daughter. <gasps> yes. Oh my god, guys. It's great. It's I love it. So good. It's, it can be confusing, so pay attention, but it's great.
1: Last time we recorded, I said I was going to go watch *Brightburn* after it. What *Brightburn*? Brightburn? It was that like movie that I recommended where it was like the like anti superhero where like the kid learns his powers and he turns bad. Yes. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited to see it. Uh, It's not even out. (laughs) I I was like, Isaiah, look up movie times. He's like, I can't find them, and I'm like, you're stupid. And I got home and I went to go find them, and it's not out. So. Once that comes out,
0: I'm gonna go watch it. Awesome. Okay.
1: Um, and we have been watching this one Netflix show called
0: Dark. Oh yeah, you were talking about that. It's in German.
1: That. It's it's pretty good. It gets a little confusing because I can't deal with like the whole like time travel and time zones and time mm. and it like it hurts my head. It's confusing. But I still go with it because it looks cool.
0: Okay, now and I'm concerned good. about watching the Black Coat's Daughter with you. <laughs> Just saying, there's a little bit of that in it.
1: Okay, it, and
0: <laughs> that's the confusing. Part of
1: it. and just because y'all are usually pretty smart well you guys are really smart I don't know I said usually there's usually. this movie uh, maybe you know it Heather um it, it's not a scary movie but now it's just gonna bother me because I cannot I
0: this. am a movie professional okay
1: so I'd be surprised if I didn't know it's this guy and he I think he John like Wick. goes back in time and how he can go back is he has to look at something from his time so he I think like there's like I'm probably wrong, so I'm not even spoiling anything, but there's, like, a scene where he, like, fell in love and all this stuff, and then he looks down at the penny, and it's from his time, and he's taken back
0: forward to his time. I was like, are you talking about Life is Strange, that video game?
1: No, Have you no. played that? No, I want Oh, to. my God,
0: it's exactly the but concept. <laughs> I
1: just remember it was so good, and he, like, yeah, but he, like, looks at the penny, and he got, like, sucked back into his
0: time. Is, so I it's a, like it's a romantic drama, romantic I'm guessing? Thing. I
1: think it was like a romantic movie.
0: Like a, it, it's And maybe it's not, not The Lake House? Or
1: maybe he was old and he was like, time to go back. Is it The Lake stupid. House? I don't think so. I think it's like a little bit older.
0: Is it? So it's like an American movie? Yeah. Not like a foreign movie? OK. And yeah. He, older like than, time. so like 80s, 90s, 90s? You know what? I don't even know. But We're if somebody knows out. what I'm
1: talking about, it's this guy. i remember him looking back down at his penny. And he goes back to his time.
0: I have to Google this right now while I'm on. Yeah, it's,
1: it's I gotta so good. It, it
0: was. I remember it
1: being really good. I just remember him like no, being in love, and know. like he went back in time, and that's how they were able to make him go back in time. Is you had to hold on to that. I don't fucking know. <laughs> guy looks at his penny somewhere and goes in back time to his ear somewhere in time maybe.
0: Yeah, looks like it. What does that look like? All right, it's from 1980, and it looks very fucking old. It has Christopher Reeve in it. Don't know who the fuck that is. He was the guy who fucking. Is that Keanu Reeves' brother? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Wait, I don't know, actually. Yeah. Is that it?
1: Yeah. Hell yeah.
0: We I'm got probably it, guys. wrong,
1: but it was really good. Um, I'm probably wrong about the storyboard. <laughs> A Chicago
0: playwright uses self-hypnosis to travel back in time and meet the actress whose vintage portrait hangs in a grand hotel. Yes. Oh my god, this is what wait, there's an episode of American Dad that's based off this fucking movie. I fucking I didn't know that until I just read the synopsis. Oh my god. Keep reading, I'm ready. Holy shit. (laughs) That is so funny.
1: But yeah, it's really good. Well, there you go.
0: We should sign off.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, now we're going to leave.
0: Thank you guys for watching. I can't wait to see what Joy picks for two weeks from now. I
1: already have two ideas of what I'm going to do.
0: I'm so tired right now. (laughs) I feel like I'm barely keeping my eyes open.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we will see you guys in two weeks.
0: All right. Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening. Thanks for yourselves.